Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast where we explore truth through forgotten knowledge. This is your host, Sergio Halabi, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the United States and the greed for oil and how many countries have been destroyed because of that. So let's go ahead and do the intro. In 1973, the Organization of Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries, OAPEC for short, decided to enforce an oil embargo on certain countries that were supporting the presence of Israel in the Arab world that started in 1948. That list of countries was the UK, Canada, Japan, Netherlands, and of course the United States. Now, the embargo lasted until 1974, at the end of which the oil price had risen 300% and it almost caused a huge oil crisis. Prior to this, the biggest countries controlling oil all around the world were Venezuela, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Kuwait. And they came together in 1960 to create the OPEC, and they were controlling up to 81% of the oil produced around the world. At the same time, In 1971, the United States, under the presidency of Richard Nixon, dropped out of the gold exchange standard, which means that the dollar currency was no longer valued based on its gold counterpart, but by the market demand. And it has heavily influenced oil because once the oil embargo happened, it had reduced the value of the dollar to near bankruptcy and that was something that was not accepted in the United States at all. During that oil embargo, the the Arab countries had certain demands saying that unless Israel withdraws all its people and its troops from Palestine, the embargo would go on indefinitely. And on top of the demands, there was several airstrikes done by Egypt and Syria on top of uh, other countries as well, and they hit Israel several times. The US at that time helped Israel by sending over a lot of weapons to fight back. And even though the Arab countries did not get what they want, they did not get Israel out of the region, the embargo ended in 1974 which sort of rendered the whole thing kind of useless since no one really got what they wanted. Since that time, the US basically vowed to never let this happen again, ever, given that the US dollar was connected directly to the market supply and demand. It was no longer connected to the gold standard. They needed to keep the US currency moving all over the world. One of those ways to do that is definitely through buying oil from countries that export them in the U.S. currency itself and not the currency of the country in which they are buying from. So the U.S. government at the time, along with the CIA and what is now known as Big Oil, got together and after finding several ways to make sure that the oil embargo never happens again, they were able to infiltrate a lot of the countries that export oil and we can see that effect lasting until today through countries that are either have been ravaged by war, by heavy sanctions from the US and the UN and or by destabilization of the currency of said country. 
To achieve the control that they want over developing countries, especially ones that have a lot of oil, the US tries and buy the government with money and favors, or they try to bury them with debts. That is one way. Now, in order to bury them under debts, what they do is that they promise to build infrastructure within those countries. We are talking highways, oil rigs, bridges, and so on. And then they put the country in a never-ending debt by manipulating the numbers, plunging them in a crisis that lasts decades. One of the countries that we are talking about, for example, is Venezuela. Venezuela has been going through an economic crisis for such a long time, and Venezuela is the 13th top oil exporting country. Another way to, to achieve control over these developing countries is that they agree with them on a never-ending demand of oil at specific prices as long as the oil is being brought to the US with the US dollar, which hurts the supplying country a lot and they lose money every time they sell in the currency that's not their own. But in return, they give them favors and they give them a lot of money to spend within those countries. Some of those countries are Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, they all do this and they all have American bases in the region and are at peace with Israel right now, which is very ironic considering where we started. Saudi Arabia is the number one oil exporting country, Kuwait is number seven and Qatar is number nine. Now, if the US is unable to achieve any form of agreement with a developing country, given that the country does not want to deal with the US or sell them in the US currency, then they have three methods to go on. First method is to assassinate the head of the state and put any puppet in its place which will agree to sell to the US. Another way is to create a coup and start a civil war within the country in which the government will be replaced with a new government that is aligned with the US's view on oil. Or the third, if all else fail, they will go to war. And I'm pretty sure all three methods we have all witnessed and you know what I'm talking about. So for example, this doesn't even uh, relate to oil in this situation, but it's still one way to get the US currency to, uh, to heights that they meet and keep the demand coming. So for example, in 1981, there was a head of state in Panama who was refusing to let the US take control of the Panama Canal. Obviously, this is a huge revenue, and what he wanted was to maintain control over the canal and keep it in Panama control. His name was Omar Torrios, I hope I pronounced him correctly. For some weird accident, this man was killed during a flight that he took where his airplane suddenly fell down from the sky. Surprise, surprise, after him came a person who sold the Panama Canal to the US, and now the US has full control of it. So, one way is to assassinate. Second way, by creating a coup in a civil war, is something as recent as what happened in Libya in 2001 during the quote-unquote Arab Springs. We know by now that the Arab Springs were highly motivated and pushed by the West and by the US. And what happened with, Li with Libya was that uh, Gaddafi, who was president at the time, Yes, he was crazy. Yes, he had a lot of issues, but still he refused to deal with the US and he refused to sell the oil at the US currency. So what happened? A coup happened, a civil war, and Gaddafi was killed in the process. 
At the end, Libya now sells its oil in the US currency and it is now in a huge economic crisis. Libya is number 23 in the top exporting oil countries in the world. Finally, when all else fail, we see what happened in Iraq. In Iraq, in 2004, President George W. Bush created a new narrative called the War on Terror, in which he decided to take revenge over the events of 9-11, which had nothing to do with Iraq, and he decided to go after Saddam Hussein and to kill him, put someone in his place, create an entire invasion angle, entire war under the narrative of the existence of weapons of mass destruction, the WMDs, which we know now had never existed. Currently, the state of Iraq sells its oil to the US under US currency. Iraq is number three top exporting countries in the world. This is an ongoing thing with the US and its foreign policy and any country around the world today that is suffering one way or another, you have to know that they have fallen out of favor with the US. Either they refuse to let them take control of any of their natural resources, they refuse to sell them the oil in the US currency, or they refuse to tie their own central bank with the US Federal Reserve. These countries, for example, are right now who are suffering from sanctions and civil wars. Some of them are Venezuela, Iran, Syria, Colombia, Congo, South Sudan, and so on. And these countries all are in the top 40 with their resources of natural oil and gas. All these countries are suffering right now through wars, through heavy sanctions, through currency that is depleted and is worth nothing, all because they refused at one point to sell to the U.S. the way the U.S. wants. Now, I know I usually talk in my podcasts about more spiritual stuff, more ancient history, more metaphysical aliens, ETs, what have you. But in order for us to achieve an awakening, and in order for us to know how to break free from the control, we first must know who is controlling us and why. And the Middle East have been plunged in wars since perhaps the beginning of time. But today, the war takes shape because of the oil greeds and the never-ending fight for money and the currency. And it's always, always the middle and the low class that suffer the most that lose their homes, lose their savings, lose their money. And it's always the rich and the 1% of the 1% that just keep on strolling through this. It is very important to know today that what's happening all over the world with so many countries that are suffering all point to one direction, and that's the US. Now, while I know that more than 50% of my listeners are from the US, I urge you to understand that this is not an attack against the people. In fact, most of people have no idea what's going on. This is just a spotlight to the problem that has been going on for almost 50 years now with this war on oil. Everything I've stated is a fact. Everything I've stated can be found within one minute of research. So I invite you to do that. 
I invite you to research what was the oil crisis of 1973. How did that affect the region and how did that affect the entire world when the US changed their policies? How when a country shows a sign of revolution, always wonder if it's an honest revolution or it has been played and moved by the big players as if a chessboard. And once we are aware of certain things, there is no coming back. There is no going back to being blind and thinking that governments have our best interests at heart. They don't. They only care about their own politics and their own pockets. So research this topic. I invite you to read a book called The Confessions of an Economic Hitman by John Perkins. It's really an eye-opener. And this is how I'm going to end it today. As always, thank you for listening. If you like this, please share it with your friends. Tell them about my podcast. You can find me on my Instagram, paradigm.shift.experience, where I post a lot more things. And as always, until next time. Thank you.